It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent is French because I'm from Paris. I was there a couple of weeks ago. Seeing the family and friends, the city of love felt good. And then I had a discussion coming back with uh, one of my producers, Jill, to name her. She likes when I name her, so I don't want to miss that chance. <laughs> and anyway, about we often talk about people relationships, but you know we forget to celebrate also all the people who are single because I think that if you're single now, you have all the freedom to enjoy. So you know, in between relationships uh, or marriages or partnership, really, my advice is to really enjoy the time you're single to the fullest, to the fullest with no regret for not being in a relationship. I think at different times of our life, single is equally good than a good relationship. That's in the balance. So enjoy those single days if you are. If you're not, enjoy the partnership, but enjoy. That's the lesson of today. You call the next. Bonjour, Joyce. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on? How can I help you? Uh, well, I've been married about 20 years. And mm -hmm. my husband got back from an out-of-town job and dropped the bomb on me that he's tired of being married and wants mm -hmm. to be free and basically go find himself. Mm -hmm. And so he quickly moved out and got an apartment. And mm -hmm. I've suggested therapy, and he's not thrilled about it but says he'll go just for my sake. But what do you think the chances are that this will work out? And what else can I do about it to try to keep things together? Yeah. Um, Joyce, first of all, I'm sorry that happened. Uh, the second thing is, how do you feel about it? Uh, I, I mean, I'm shocked. Um, I mean, I thought things were good. We had our ups and downs, but I never thought this would happen. Yeah. Um, you've been married 20 years. You don't have small kids together. I mean, there's no kids at home. Or what's the situation? No, we have two kids. You know, they're in college, college age, but... Okay, so it's about you and him. All right, so the hard question is not exactly what you should do. The question is, why would you want to run or do something for somebody who doesn't want to be with you right now? Why would you want to do that? Well, I don't want to throw away 20 years. I mean, we've had a good life. We've had a great family life. And, you know, I don't know if but, it's a phase that he's going through or what, you know? Joyce, they are gone the 20 years. We live one life. And what I'm interested in is for you not to suffer. And the only way you can protect yourself and your dignity is to not reach out, not offer therapy. It has to come from him. Remember when you broke up with some boys in your younger age? Do you think there was anything anyone could have done to convince you to go back with them? No. Same thing. Either he's going to want to come back with you in a little bit or never will. But what you can do is run after somebody who doesn't want to be with you because they make them run away. And so... You have to go see the therapist to express your sorrows, your anger, your disappointment, and how upset you are. But I don't want him to know this. You have to show that, hey, you what? You you gone? You lost. Because I don't know any trick. I don't know any therapist. I don't who can push somebody to be with somebody else when they don't want to be. So you wait and see. If in a couple of weeks he reaches out, and let's go to dinner, and you can see he's interested again, then things are possible. If he never does, then you take the best from the 20 years and you have to go to therapy to express your sadness. Okay, well, thank you, Simon. Appreciate I'm your advice on that. 
I'm I feel like a Debbie Downer, but you know, it's 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 what it is, and I don't want to disappoint you in giving you strategy or, or tricks that will never work. Yeah, I understand. Thank you, Simon. Anytime. Good luck to you, Joyce. Have a good night. Thank you. So this is a tough question, but I got to ask you that. Do you think for the sake of the past, for the last 20, 10 years, 30 years, you should stay with somebody who doesn't want to be with you anymore? Let's talk about that next. So this is a tough question to ask you, but I need to ask you that. Do you think because you've spent 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years with somebody, uh, if that somebody doesn't want to be with you anymore, you should try to save it in, in, in the sake of the good old days or not. And it comes down to this question, really. If we have only one life and it's a one-way ticket, no matter what you do, those years are gone. You are not the same. He or she is not the same, right? And therefore, think about this. Why would you want to do a lot of efforts to convince somebody to be with you when they don't in the name of the past? Or, option B, should you bury the past to kiss the future? Let's talk about that next. Say you've been married or engaged or in partnership for 10, 15, 20 years, even 30 years. You wake up one day, either you or your partner and your husband or wife or whatever says, you know what? I've had enough of you. I'm out. I want freedom and I want to date and have a good time. You're heartbroken. You're devastated. Of course. But then... You ask yourself this question, should I try to save my marriage in the sake of the past or should I let it go and protect myself and understand that the past will never come back because it never does. So I don't believe when there is no kids involved, especially that we should save relationships in the sake of the past. We should only try to save it if we both want to save it. Otherwise, save yourself and go to therapy. And enjoy the freedom again. Breathe. Cause are next. Any questions about your relationship? Call me now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Rebecca. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Rebecca. What's up? So, um, uh, my, my husband and I are kind of getting back into ooh-la-la. And uh, he kind of likes to go from zero to 60 and in all things and so he wants to try some stuff um kind of you know athletic positions that require sort of flexibility and uh, strength and um i'm not sure if i should say no let's not do that or yeah let's try it i'm just afraid we're going to hurt ourselves so do i say yeah let's go for it or (laughs) well okay before we answer the question how do you feel about it so lately when you know, he, he mentioned it, like, how internally do you feel about it? I, I think it could be interesting. I'm just more <laughs> worried. I mean, we're a little out of practice. Um, uh, yeah, we, we had a kid kind of recently, and so, so I don't... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I, I think I'm okay with the idea. I'm just a little worried about our abilities. <laughs> I see. Uh, but there is no, I would say, there is no fear... Or you don't feel like this is too much, you know, ooh la lying for you. It's not about that. It's purely the physical muscle stretching, gymnastic of it, right? Yeah, I think we're gonna hurt ourselves. <laughs> well, then, then here, here's here's my advice. 
you know, ooh-la-la and all that is not to hurt yourself, obviously. So just go the step-by-step. Step. And if you don't feel like doing it, just say no. Listen, I'm a guy. Here's how it goes. You know, there is, you know, we may get excited in our mind for some of this, some of that. But truth is, you know, if I had a girlfriend right now and, and she would say no to a special position that requires special stretching muscles, whatever, I would not get offended, you know. So what you do is you say no and you move on to something else. The awkwardness comes from the time spent between no, we don't want to do this, to silence, to do something else. So you just say no, and then you move, and then you do something else in the next second, and he won't even know what's going on. That sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. Just always remember, the awkwardness comes from the silence, from the time you say no to the time you are ooh-la-laing again. So from no, how about this, hey, up, you know, you can go wild and savage. Oh, I like that. Okay, have, have something in the back pocket. <laughs> Yes, it's okay. like you, exactly. It's it's to avoid the awkwardness. Okay, Abika. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Good luck to you then, and have a good night. Oh, thanks, Simon. So let's talk about ulala. You know, let's let's talk about it about a bit the do's, the don't, and what we've learned. Next. So my last caller, if you heard the last call, Rebecca goes. You know, I'm a bit worried because my husband and I are back in the ulalaing after a kid, and I feel you know he's going to zero to sixty and. Whatever positions he wants to do is like almost gymnastic, you know, they're going to be an athlete and I'm afraid we're going to hurt ourselves. So let, let's be frank. Ooh la la, what is it for? If you had to put some words, what is the purpose for you of ooh la la? Why do you ooh la la with your partner? Is that because you have to? Is that because you desire to? Is that because you want satisfaction? Is that because you want to reconnect? Is that because it's the most fun you've ever had? Is that, what is, what is, what is the whole reason of the ulalas? And with that comes the do's and the don't. Let's talk about that next. So, I just ask you, what's the purpose of ulala for you? Connecting, feeling closer, pleasure, fun, warmth, relief, satisfaction. Here's the do's and the don't. Let's be straight. The don't is don't do anything you don't want to do. No matter what, because you'll resent your partner and feel disgusted. I repeat, don't ever do something you don't want to do. And the do's, everything else is fair game. I think that's the best way. Only do what you want to do, including exploring. But if you don't feel like it, don't do it. Otherwise, have fun. Calls are next. Bonjour, Alison. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alison. What's up? Um, I was dating someone that I really, really liked, and, um, and it was a very strange story. He had um, he had kind of watched me online for a long time. I'm a performer, and he followed my stuff for a long time, and took him a long time to contact me and and get the the courage. and And so we we had gone out, and and he'd seen like he really wanted to be with me, and you know, we I really, really liked him, and then he just ghosted me, and and that was it. He ghosted you after having ulala with you, or before having ulala with you? After, after for months, months. Month of ulala with you, months. and then gone. Yes, we were together for months and months. It just gone. Okay. How did that make you feel when he left or was ghosting you? How did you feel? I felt worthless. I didn't understand what happened, and he, I tried to reach out to him, and he would read my messages and not respond, and then. Um, you know, stayed friends with him on uh, social media, and he would interact with 
some of my pictures and things on, of him on there, um, but then not respond to me. So it was really confusing. Sure. Although, as painful as it is, your only good reaction possible is to ghost him back. Take him, block him, take him away from your social media. Don't follow him. Don't look at him. Don't follow his stories. It's the only reaction you can have. That's to protect you and your dignity. We all have the, usually the, I, what happened to you happened to me, so I can speak of my own experience. But when a girl goes with me years ago, I kind of see what was going on. And then my therapist told me, why would you do this? Why would you want to even spend the time looking after somebody who hurt your feelings, broke your heart, and doesn't want to be with you? So I pass you that advice. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know him. And, you know, it's not the right way to do. People ghost because they don't want to say the truth. Usually either they're not attracted to you anymore or the, you know, it's, infatuation is gone or just that's it, run into course. So my advice to you, Alison, is to, if you feel still in pain, go see a therapist like I did and express all your sorrows and your pain and, the abandonment feeling of what ghosting you has created, right? Like I did. You've got to do the work, clean the past, but first and foremost, block, stop following him, don't text him, don't see him, don't see pictures, nothing, okay? Yes. No, thank you for that. Anytime. Listen, I've been in your shoes. It hurts like hell. It does. I know. But, but... And I can testify of that too. You'll feel better one day, and then some good things will happen. So one day at a time, okay? Thank you. Anytime, Alison. Good luck to you. Have a good night. Hey, coming up, we're going to go to my voicemail because I got a a guy who needs advice, um, and that's next. So I got an anonymous voicemail this time with a very interesting question. Take a listen. Hi, bonsoir, Simon. Can you tell me how a good ulala with uh, my partner can bring us back like, together after facing a major problem or situation? Uh, because uh, I find out sometimes when I have problem with my uh, partner, it looks like uh, when we have, uh, after having a good ulala, a wonderful one, Well, that's a good question. Can a great, wonderful ulala solve a problem with your partner? I'll answer next. So, simple question from a, a voicemail. Do you think a wonderful ulala, to quote the voicemail, can solve a problem? Because he said that when they have the great, wonderful ulala, it feels like they solve the problem or the tension. So, my answer is no. A wonderful ulala is an re- emotional relief, physical relief, doesn't solve any problem. Uh, it just takes the tension down, but a problem it needs to be resolved with, you know, directly involving the problem. And by the way, I'm always for the ulala to, to, to have fun or release the, you know, the tension. But if you ask me, can a wonderful ulala solve a problem? My answer is no. I'll give you an example. If you have a leak in the house or there's no electricity, 
Well, you can ulala all you want, there might be power there, but you're not going to get electricity back in the house. Same thing with a problem in the relationship and the ulala. It's two different things. I hope that helps you, uh, and you call the next. If you have a feel-good or romantic story you want to share with me, call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Nadine. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good, good, good. So you have a story you want to share with me on the show? I'm all ears. I do. I want to tell you about this boyfriend I had a very long time ago. He was very sweet. We were very young. And he loved to cook. He cooked for everybody in his friend group. And when he would make food for me for, I don't know, three or four months, every single meal he made me, he would shape the food on the plate in the shape of a heart. You know, there'd be like a scoop of rice on the top and then some green beans over on the other side and you'd kind of squish it all together and it was just the most darling precious thing to just see someone really use you know that love language of food and to show it so literally i just thought it was so precious and darling it made me smile i still think about it and smile so how did that make you feel oh it just made me feel like it wasn't just something that we had to do or that, you know, he was doing it because he was obligated to make us food. He was doing it to be fun and to reach out to me and show me in just this tiny little way that I matter to him. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. Well, listen, thank you, Nadine, for sharing that beautiful story. You know, we, I learn from those stories myself every day on how to be more romantic. So thank you for the inspiration and have a good night. You too. Take care. Hey, did you feel ready to get married when you actually got married? Let's talk about that next. Hey, did you feel ready to get married when you actually got married? You know, like the cold feet thing and the I'm not so sure. So I wanted to know what you thought. Because that's really half of why I do the show, to learn from you. So I put it on my social media at Rendezvous Radio and 54% of you said, yes, I did feel ready to get married when I actually got married. But then... 46% of you said, no, I didn't feel ready to get married when I did. I would have never guessed that number. What a poll. Thank you for voting. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being part of this show. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.